and welcome back to Ghoul's Night Inn, the spooky chat show with your best ghoul friends. I'm Penny Snark. And I'm Midge Munster. And as is often the case, I learned something weird while traveling. Mm. <laughs> and so now you all get to hear about it here on Ghoul's Night Inn. Uh, so as many of you know, I recently did a trip to Salem slash Sleepy Hollow. And when I was in Salem, I was walking down Essex Street with my friend Mike, and he just very casually was like, oh, and, and there's the Clue House. And I was like, the what? The what? The what? And so, of course, then I fell into a deep dive about one of my favorite childhood board games, Clue. Ooh. Ooh. Um, so now I know you, Penny, had a good old-fashioned hasbro ouija board situation in your house growing up yes (laughs) did you play much clue at all i actually did um so i actually grew up playing my dad's copy of clue from childhood a good like 70s version with the actual human photos yep and it it had like a little like graphite pipe and stuff yep and the like uh i think that doesn't that board have like the the doily dining room (laughs) like the maybe yeah 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 Um, i did i loved my sister and i used to play clue all the time i was a clue kid too i loved clue um and while i played a fair amount of that growing up i i love the film i didn't really know anything about the history of the game itself um so with that let's take a moment and analyze the facts all right uh, if by chance we do have clue newbies listening today, the cluebies, cluebies, as we as we call <laughs> as, them in the clue fandom, yeah, new new clue term just <laughs> dropped. Wake up, babe. Um, the whole point of the game is to solve a murder, so you're using deduction to find out who the murderer is, what weapon they used, and in what room of the quote mansion, which is your game board, that the murder was committed. So Clue, or Cluedo, as it was yes. originally named and is known still uh, most everywhere except North America, it is Cluedo, uh, came about during the Second World War and during the air raid blackouts of 1943 to 19- 1945. Uh, its inventor, British musician Anthony Pratt, really enjoyed murder mystery parties these were very popular Mm -hmm. around that time frame and he was missing being able to attend them during the isolation of the nighttime raids and so he and his wife elva decided to come together and design a board game to recreate the feeling of a murder mystery party in your own home so the original game design which uh, was first patented in 1944 was just aptly named murder hey there you go does what it says on the tin right to the point yeah (laughs) um and that design had 11 rooms rather than the nine that most of us are familiar with now uh it had 10 suspects that could be played uh but well up to eight players could play tens uh in a 10 suspect game with one of the characters always being the victim in that situation Mm. um and if you've played clue before you definitely honestly even if you haven't you probably know the six main suspects of today's version of clue which are miss scarlet professor plum 
Reverend Green or Mr. Green, depending mm. on if you're from the UK or <laughs> States. Um, and then we have <laughs> Mrs. Peacock, Colonel Mustard, who was originally named Colonel Yellow. Very, <laughs> very fancy. There you go. Um, and Mrs. White, originally named Nurse White. Uh, I have to, I was started giggling already because I have to just pause here and talk about this. Uh, not that we can see each other, but raise your hand if you learned about the crazy spelling of the word Colonel from the game Clue. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah, you can't see me, but I am raising my hand. Yeah. Um, I remember being a kid and like playing this specifically with my, my cousins and I played this, uh, several times together uh, when we were really young and like without any adults present mm -hmm. to correct us and so we were yep. all calling him colonel mustard <laughs> of course i was gonna say it was it was either colonel mustard or colonel sanders yeah just... i can't tell you one of those i was aware of first <laughs> <laughs> well and they kind of look the same all, all colonels apparently have a white mustache anyway um the other characters that were originally part of the design were all again very aptly named mrs silver mr brown mr gold and miss gray there you um, go. the remaining character dr black or mr body later became the non-playable host of the mansion mm -hmm. and the standard victim in every clue game uh, and of course we cannot forget the weapons, which were always the most fun part of playing Clue. <laughs> yes. uh, these were tiny pewter tokens that came in the box. There were six weapons, the candlestick, the revolver, the rope, the lead pipe, the knife, and the wrench. Though, again, the original design included more than this. And there were lots of other weapon options, including a small bomb. Whoa! <laughs> Just a casual bomb. A casual bomb. I mean, I guess 1940s, they're top of mind. <laughs> well, sure. Uh, an axe. There was a hypodermic needle. I Ooh. guess maybe going along with the original name of Nurse White. Um, mm. There was a fireplace poker and a bottle of poison, which has actually made a comeback a few times in newer iterations of the game. But typically we see the standard six suspect six weapon nine room clue that we all know mm -hmm. today um so pratt and his wife got a patent for his original game design and then shortly after that they presented it to a executive at the uk board game manufacturer waddington's which just is like the most British name for anything ever. <laughs> Waddington's. Well, Waddington's. We'll pop on over to Waddington. <laughs> uh, and this executive, whose name was Norman Watson, immediately purchased the patent and trademarked the game uh, under the name Cluedo, which we just talked about. Um, that Do you know why it's Cluedo? I sure do. <laughs> so it's a play on, obviously, Clue, mm -hmm. uh, but then also put together with Ludo, which was a popular board game in England and Italy. And the word meant to like, I play or to mm -hmm. play. Um, so Cluedo is like, you are playing Clue basically okay. was the, um, it's silly. Yeah. So this, so I was first introduced to the word Cluedo when we played Clue in my Spanish class. Oh, so yeah. I, so I was like, oh, Cluedo, 
like this a must piruendo. be this must be like the spanish word for clue that makes sense and then i found out that like other like british people also i was like what Why? yeah <laughs> well so and i, I guess that makes it, sense so because yeah same but for when i was for i had never heard it called cluedo ever um until today yeah i only like, it was, I was just that we this. had this in spanish class and i was like oh senora must have gotten a sweet spanish version of Cluedo. Right, so when i was reading the articles i first because it said like cluedo parentheses clue in north america so i was like mm -hmm. i had the same thing where i thought like oh maybe that's spanish yeah um and then but then i like also my brain the first couple times i'm point being i'm glad i listened to a video about this at one point too because my brain was like oh it's not spanish though because the uk i was like is it cluedo like yeah <laughs> uh yeah big bad cluedo daddy cluedo daddy yeah <laughs> um but i don't know this is my formal petition to just change the name to clue why are we still calling it cluedo right that just seems silly what <laughs> are you guys doing it's it's, it's clue. just clue it, it was fine murder was fine murder clue is fine just <laughs> stick with something what did you say it says what it does on the tin <laughs> yes <laughs> um but anyway waddington's bought the patent in 1945 um, it was approved in 1947, but Cluedo was delayed due to post-war shortages in yeah. you know, ability to manufacture things. So sure. uh, Cluedo was not released until 1949. Ooh. Uh, and actually, fun fact, that is why the little tokens are were, were pewter also mm. was because of the, the war shortages. So they were made out of whatever metal was available and affordable. Um, but anyway, the at that point in 1949, the game was also sold to Waddington's American counterpart, a little company by the name of Parker Brothers. Hey, hey, uh, who very smartly just called the game Clue. Right, they were like, "We're getting rid of this dough." <laughs> it was like that's silly, and they called it Clue and released it the same year. Um, so, and then when Parker Brothers launched the game, it was marketed with the tagline "The Great New Detective Game." So uh, let's pause here and talk about the Parker Brothers, because this is where I came in. <laughs> this, is, this is where my like, information to even begin researching this episode started. So the Parker Brothers are from the Salem area. Okay. Um, grew up around Salem, Massachusetts, which I did not know. Um, but if you don't know, if, if, you know, if you're not American, you probably don't know, Parker Brothers is like our big board game company before Hasbro bought them out. So um, they're responsible for like Monopoly and games like Sorry and kind of all of our major board games of that era were Parker Brothers. Um, but they, of course, also brought Clue to the States. So as I mentioned, one of these historic houses on Essex Street, which is like the main drag through Salem, uh, the Gardner Pingree house gets referred to by people in Salem as the clue house. And I kept, like I said, my friend Mike mm -hmm. brought this up to me and then I took a tour, like a ghost tour. And they also like told this story on the tour. Um, so this was intriguing to me. Basically the, the story that gets told is that April 6th, 1830, this house was inhabited by a, a sea captain, a retired sea captain named Colonel White. Oh. Um, who was bludgeoned to death in his sleep and stabbed 13 times um, by someone who 
snuck into his house kind of without a trace and and snuck out um and none of the he, he was very wealthy obviously this is a very nice home um and he had a locked trunk of like gold and sea captain-y things <laughs> um the sea and captain stuff the sea captain stuff and none of his valuables or anything in the house was disturbed hmm. so the person had clearly come with the intent only to murder him um and this murder made a huge media phenomenon yeah um, sure just based on the nature of it and the fact that it was a mystery um it there i could have done an entire episode just on the colonel white case it is mm -hmm. huge and bizarre and has so many weird twists and turns <laughs> but to give you like the very reader's digest version um this was a murder mystery case and there were elaborate plans made there were hitmen hired there was a will stolen um Ooh. it was about money shocker right Always like, is blah 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 it was about money um so this story though at this house and this case it it is said to have been what inspired the parker brothers version of the game clue however now having done all this research yeah <laughs> the parker brothers did not invent clue yes um, and this becomes like a, a thing through this entire plot line of the game that Pratt that invented the game sold the rights to it for I think an article I read said five thousand pounds, which is like what fifteen thousand dollars, like nothing basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, before the game, he didn't know that the game had gained such popularity in the in the United States already, and so the bajillions of dollars that were made from the game, he got exactly like none royalties yeah. from that. Um, so it stands to reason to me <laughs> that maybe the parker brothers were telling tales mm -hmm. to be like yeah we totally came up with this game because right. they don't did. think about this guy who kind of got <laughs> cheated <laughs> right and to be fair like they you know they came up with monopoly which is very similar in format and like the tokens and like so they have kind of this reputation of being the game boys <laughs> they're right? like we've come up with a game why, why not this game we definitely made a game before oh, one too <laughs> um so it stands to reason that maybe that and again there are parallels like the colonel white thing is pretty heavily like i could see where people would start making that reference yeah and like oh colonel white colonel mustard mrs white blah 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 um but point being at the end of it all, after doing an extensive bit of research on my end, I could not find anything to definitively tie this story to the game. However, if the Parker brothers, you know, grew up in Salem, which they did, this story was so famous and heavily talked about that I would say at minimum, it definitely stirred up their interest in mm -hmm. murder mystery and yeah. this type of story and probably influenced them to purchase the game and they did make changes to Pratt's version before it was released in the States. So their version of Clue may be mildly influenced by Colonel White's murder. Uh, however, a fun fact, just total side note, it is pretty widely agreed by historians that this murder case was the inspiration for Edgar Allan Poe to write Telltale Heart. Oh. Um, so that's neat because 
I have been avoiding doing a Poe episode for the whole two years we have done this podcast (laughs) because I love him so much and I Mm -hmm. want to do him justice. (laughs) And I know that episode's going to be six hours long. Anyway, besides the point. uh, So if that story was not the inspiration for Clue, then where did Pratt get the idea? Um, We cannot ignore the heavy influence of two writers that were very prevalent during the time that Pratt and his wife came up with this idea. Uh, First of all, of course, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Mm -hmm. Sherlock Holmes was at peak popularity uh, right around the time that Clue was conceived. Definitely contributed to the game's eventual popularity just because like people were interested in crime. Yeah. (laughs) People were fascinated in like the detective story. And uh, there's even a 1950s version of the game box that has a really obvious Sherlock Holmes character on the front. It's like, (laughs) literally it's just Sherlock Holmes with like a bloodhound and a magnifying glass. Nice. Um, And it's, kind of misleading because like you you're not yeah, he's he's not there isn't a detective character <laughs> there's no detective you're character. the detective <laughs> you're the detective right um but the fact that sherlock holmes was already like, had so much notoriety especially in the uk i mean you know yeah. if we're talking about this game being developed in england um during this time sherlock's like the boy in england so uh that was definitely a contributing factor to the game's success uh and then we also of course have one very awesome lady named Agatha Christie. Yay. Uh, so just a few years before Pratt's version of Clue came to be, Agatha Christie has published and then there were none. Which, as we all know, that book has been and continues to be wildly successful and adapted and all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, very well known. And was kind of one of the books that helped solidify the mystery and crime genre as a whole. So the parallels to this story, to Clue, are pretty uh, heavy handed. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, To the original, the original Pratt's version of Clue. Because the book book features 10 characters in a secluded mansion, which as we talked about, Pratt's version had 10 characters. Um, There's also a lot of crossover with the original weapons that Pratt had proposed that didn't make it into the final cut of Clue, but like the, even like down to the, uh, the needle and different, like it's all kind of play by play of, and then there were none. All right. Um, And then not even a year before Pratt finishes designing the game, Agatha Christie also publishes a book called The Body in the Library. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I think we could say without a doubt that her work had a pretty heavy influence on uh, the game. And I'm sure that her already well-established career helped propel this to the wild like media frenzy that happened with it after it got released to the public. Oh yeah, for sure. Everybody was feeling, feeling their detective oats. Right. I mean, yeah, it's kind of like the the true crime frenzy that has happened over the last five years, or well, probably more than five, but I feel like it's been really prevalent with yeah. like, My Favorite Murder and things like that. It's like if somebody released a, well, they did, Hunt a Killer. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> if somebody released a true crime board game, people would love it, and they did. So, they did. Uh, and so like most 
popular media properties, Clue has received a multitude of spinoffs and reimaginings over the years. Um, as I mentioned, Hasbro purchased Parker Brothers and Waddington's. Um, and at that point is when we start getting all kinds of wild Clue spinoffs. <laughs> um, much like Monopoly, you can get pretty much any type of Clue game you want. Um, some of my favorites that I saw when looking for this episode were The Office, Scooby-Doo, and Bob's Burgers. <laughs> um, they get really loose with the rules and the concepts. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, it's like, oh, you're finding who put Dwight Stapler in the Jello. <laughs> Like, yeah <laughs> they become no. a lot less murdery i thought this game was about the office characters murdering each other um i'm gonna need a refund exactly yeah it's, it gets a lot less murdery in recent years which for me personally is a bummer um but i get that not every like little suburban nuclear family wants to sit down and solve a grisly crime like i understand but also i don't because i turned out yeah. just fine <laughs> Um, but there were also video game versions of Clue. There was a series of children's books, um, both Clue and Clue Jr. Uh, there was oh, a... I do vaguely recall that. Yeah, the Clue Jr. ones kind of look like demented Cabbage Patch Kids. Mm. They're really great. Um, there was a TV game show in the UK uh, and even an off-Broadway musical version of Clue. And then, of course, in the 80s, we start seeing television adaptations and we get clue vcr games <laughs> um which for for some of our younger listeners of vcr no i'm kidding uh, but you could play through your tv basically it was an acted out version of clue and you could solve the mystery while watching um they were what we call bad <laughs> really <Not> can't be <laughs> no really can't be terrible acting just positively ridiculous but i do believe that the concept of this is what ends up leading us to something very very good which is the 1985 cult classic film ah, Clue. so ah. good uh i love this film and I think it definitely sparked a new generation of people to re-fall in love with the Clue IP. Uh, even though it uh, bombed at the box office, which most good things do. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Especially things with Tim Curry. I know. I was Well, here's two. Uh, our, our old pal of ours made an appearance here, Penny. Uh, Roger Ebert. From, oh, Roger Ebert, what do you have to say? From our, our trivia episode, um, reviewed Clue, and his review said, The screenplay is so very, very thin that the actors spend most of their time looking frustrated as though they'd been cut off right before they were about to say something interesting. <laughs> Savage. Uh, Savage Roger. I don't know what film he was watching, but if you put Tim Curry and Madeline Kahn in the same room, I'm pretty much happy regardless of what happens. Right. Uh, it's a great film. If you haven't seen the Clue film, I think it's on Netflix right now. Yeah, uh, it's definitely somewhere. It's somewhere streaming for free because I watched it again not too long ago. Um, but this is probably one of my most quoted films of all time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's definitely a spooky season must rewatch for me every year. Um, it's it's so fun. And we get kind of the first time that we get a more fleshed out like backstory of all the characters, which is 
really great and fun for the IP. Uh, Clue has continued to evolve and change with the times for better or worse. It was clear that when Hasbro bought the property that they were thought it was outdated and were attempting to modernize it in different ways. Uh, we get lots of changes in setting and characters throughout the early 90s and 2000s. In the 2008, this is one of my favorite things, in 2008, the version of Clue they released, um, Colonel Mustard was like a former disgraced like football star. Okay. <laughs> and, prof- <laughs> and Professor Plum was a like a fluent video game designer and really trying to stay hip with the youths. Sure. Stay relevant. Um, we also in 2016 saw the removal of Miss White from the game and she was replaced with a character named Dr. Orchid, which, uh, what? yeah, I remember when this happened because to me, this did not feel much like um, a, an improvement or win in the diversity, equity, inclusion department <laughs> right <laughs> they gave us a, an asian doctor and named her orchid i said okay Mm-mm. all right then clue you tried and we're gonna pretend you didn't um however more recently in the year of our lord share 2023 we received a new version of clue and penny did you see this go viral on tiktok I did. I was going to say, there's no <laughs> way that you didn't because we have the same algorithm, which is yep. just, are you, are you gay? Um, are you gay and neurodivergent? You, what's up? <laughs> what's up? It's Clue. Um, so if you haven't seen this, this is the like most queer cast of Clue we have ever seen. <laughs> yes, I know, which is hard with the movie, but. Right, right. But somehow we've outdone ourselves. Um, the box and overall design feel of the game i really liked just also because it returned to the version i grew up with like it looks like clue how i remember it and that's really fun because we did do some weird things for a while where they were like in a beach house and they were like i don't know we were doing the most with clue for a minute Mm -hmm. so we're back in a mansion there's a few expanded rooms but it looks pretty much the same um but we also get the re-edition of miss white who is now chef white who is the coolest looking lesbian i have ever seen right i was gonna say hot butch chef white hot butch chef white miss scarlet and her dyed red pompadour mm-hmm. and then like daddy mustard <laughs> yes he looks he looks like that hot santa he looks like hot santa. <laughs> the best groomed facial hair this side of the mississippi i <laughs> Oh my god, I the, the, go look at this cast of characters right now. Pause the episode, yes, go Google it. Out. It's hilarious and amazing and delightful. Uh so that that got me reinvested in in the clue IP. But regardless of the gasification of the characters, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like I said, this version also had me excited just because it feels like return to clue of yesteryear. And I personally don't think clue needs any embellishment its staying power is proof that the story has always worked and that the want for the whodunit it's the same i mean it's the same reason we've seen scream survive the the waves of time when every other major like killer franchise has kind of faded out it's this whodunit aspect 
that people seem to fall in love with over and over again. And I hope that it continues to have a place in generations to come. Uh, I don't know what that will look like because I think, you know, in an age of technology, we're seeing less people turning to board games for entertainment, but maybe we'll get a VR clue. That would be cool. (laughs) (laughs) Also, just for the record, I did search to confirm and I actually grew up playing the 1956 version. Oh, so some real old school clue. Wow. Yeah. I don't even know what that board looks like. I'll have to give it a it's like it's very yellow like the box is orange with like a like a pencil drawing on it and and it has like like, a really cute girl looking in the piano yeah and it has like a conservatory and stuff like it's all like yellow squares yeah i actually have it downstairs (laughs) okay perfect yes so yeah they're like fairly close to the og then Mm -hmm. what what did i just say 49 was the yeah that's awesome yeah mine was probably a 90s version if i had to venture a guess it was i don't know i just remember miss scarlet was very sassy (laughs) (laughs) i remember my sister and i always argued over who got to be miss scarlet oh yeah (laughs) everybody wanted to be miss scarlet if you didn't you're a liar (laughs) but i mean sound off go follow the podcast over on instagram at rules night in pod and sound off in the comments for this episode uh which character did you play always want to play when you were playing clue uh i also you know when you have like things you're like that should have been a sign i (laughs) i also remember i i very much enjoyed playing professor plum and i was like that's that's um neuro spiciness at its finest (laughs) i was like i want to be the nerd Well, thank you all so much for listening. Thank you to uh, my friend Mike for bringing this subject to the forefront of my brain and remembering that Clue like, isn't just a game and that there's so much here. Uh, it was really interesting to learn more about the history of this. I also, uh, I would like to dedicate this episode to the Clue fanatic in our life, uh, uh, Andrew, (laughs) (laughs) of of your best Halloween ever. I texted him when I was writing this. I was like, you're about to be so happy when you listen to the next episode. Hell yeah. (laughs) Uh, But like I said, you can follow us over on Instagram at Ghouls Night in Pod and you can leave us a review wherever you listen. Um, but if you can't, <laughs> you can always drop that in a DM over on Instagram. Or uh, I believe Penny has a Spotify comment to read for us today. I do. Um, so Spotify doesn't officially have reviews, uh, but they are letting people comment on episodes now. Uh, so you can definitely leave us something that way. Um, <laughs> this one I have to share. It is from uh, one of our most recent, our our trick episode from Emmy Adams, uh, who says, good old molasses on the pews. I about spit out my iced pumpkin cream chai latte with extra pumpkin cream cold foam with oat milk while driving. <laughs> This was my first listen, and I'll be back. Oh, <laughs> so welcome, Emmy. I hope you did come back, and I I hope you uh, have kept all of your pumpkin cream cold foam in your mouth while listening. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, uh, yes, thank you so much, and feel free to leave us more Spotify comments uh, if you would like to have those read here. If you would like to see more from either of us, you can find me all across the web at Midge Munster. And you can find me at Penny Snark. 
And until next time. Good. good.